Robert A. Wall, the voice of the jungle, broadcasting on the DVC to all points unknown. If you're within the sound of my voice, you're listening to Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. Hello and welcome home. Thank you for joining us on episode 129 of Welcome Home, a Disney Parks and Vacation Club podcast. I'm Tom. I'm here with Trevor and Damon. How's it going, guys? Like we said, just waiting for these t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody heard that except for the three of us. So. Know, now that's that, why I have to let everyone know. Yeah. Now, yeah. now they have. We're we're still we're still in a bit of a holding pattern with the the provider. So we're working on it. Yeah. So it's, it's going to probably be Amazon merch, right? So that should be interesting. It should be helpful. I think in terms of shipping and, um, yeah, we're just kind of in, in a holding pattern and then we'll sell them. Remember, it's going to be 200 shirts. That's it. Or, or sweatshirts, whatever the case may be. So 200 items. And I think that we're only going to do shirts and sweatshirts. And then hopefully if that all works out, we can do like a series two, which will be even cooler. Mm -hmm. I, I think that would be kind of the plan. And, our goal would be is that after those 200, we would retire them, but still probably use them for giveaways at some point, uh, you know, but not a lot. So I would say that they'd have a pretty low cap on them and then we'll get new, new ones. And hopefully that would be even cooler. And the good thing about using Amazon too, that is if you're, if you're already a prime member, you get free shipping and they get the free two day shipping, which is great. So yep. that's the nice yeah. thing. About I just don't know. That. I don't know if I want a hoodie or a shirt though. I haven't decided. I think it depends on where you live. Is the stuff for us counting as part of the 200 run, or is that separate? <laughs> I think it's got to count, I feel like. Or does, does it? it? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Hmm. Too bad we can't number them. Wouldn't that be great? Oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> that would... Oh, man. That would... Yeah, be, that would be cool if we could do that, but we definitely yeah. can't. No. Well, and then it would turn into a whole thing, which... Which shirt number are you? <laughs> no, that would be cool, though. <laughs> That'd be cool. Yeah. No. I'm shirt 172, so I'm not as cool as the people that are shirt five. Yeah, shirt number one <laughs> is going to have all the all the cred. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's funny. <laughs> so uh, so you guys want to get into this? Want to get into sure. the questions? Yeah. All right. Yeah, but, um, all right. You want me to start off? Or? Yeah, yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. You can start off with Dan here. All right. So, so yeah, Dan asks, is club level something that you would like to see at other DVC resorts? How do you think it should be retrofitted to any existing resorts? And what kind of point premium would you assign to these rooms? Well, I mean, uh, you don't really need to retrofit anything, right? You just need a space where you can have all the food and drinks and stuff, right? Like, it's not like the rooms are any nicer i don't think i think they're just the same rooms except you get access to the i mean you get a like maybe a better view and then access to the to the goodies right well but does club level have kitchenettes in them yeah they, okay well well the yeah, the dvc ones i mean well i mean no, I, but I, I, don't, I don't know if the regular rooms do i i don't think so i mean i i did stay club level one time on a cash day uh for my honeymoon and i don't think it did yeah, I, I, I think that's be honest. I think that's the thing is that you know club level is still not like like DVC has a minimum like prerequisite for a studio, right? So um, I think that at some resorts the club level rooms would not be 
it would not have well, the things in it that that you know would be Disney or would be well, DVC. Yeah, right? I, I think he's just saying that more club level rooms at at DVC resorts, which all of them would already have the the kitchenette piece, right? That you'd already all have the because all the studios have that in the DVC resorts. So, so all right. you're saying is that free food and drink is that all we're saying, yeah. pretty much? Well, it's really all club level. I mean, mostly the club level benefits, so, right? So why would I care? I just don't understand why. Why would I want to pay for that? I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Damon. I I honestly don't. I've never stayed club level, and I don't really know what the appeal is of it because I have DVC. <laughs> yeah, I you know I've never been a big. I mean, I did it once, you know, for <laughs> I did it once for my honeymoon. But outside of that, I mean, I mean that makes it, sense though. Yeah, yeah, totally. You, I mean, it's good to like treat yourself one time, you know. Right, but I, I guess I, for me personally, there's other things beyond, well, like a, a breakfast bar that would interest me. <laughs> I mean, there's definitely yeah. some ease of ease of use, right? Again, I'm I'm all about you know what's easy, you know what's time saving. I think that for a honeymoon, I could see that. But yeah. for regular, I'm trying to eat pop tarts in the morning, man. Like I'm trying to, right, Trevor? I'm trying to save that money and eat yeah, pop tarts. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, if you, if you, so really, the benefits come down to right. So like it, I, and maybe when Fast Pass comes back, they'll have this again. But remember, they had the thing with the club level where you could buy the extra Fast Passes that was around True, for a yeah. little while. Yeah. Um. So they had that benefit, and then they have like the um the concierge services where people where like they have people that'll book stuff for you that'll do like the itinerary planning. But I mean, for me, I guess the biggest thing is the is the food part, uh, and and you know, like the, I mean, there's some other little benefits and stuff like that. Like there's a special concierge desk, and but I mean, like it's food and drinks and like a little rest area. I mean, it, uh, listen, when we did it for our honeymoon, it was great, right? Like you could go there in the morning. They had a lot of gr- great things for breakfast. They had drinks, and then at night you could go and they, you know, so like. Typically, they have like a continental type breakfast. They have snacks, and then at night they'll have like wine and beer that is included, and desserts and all that kind of stuff. So that was cool. But it's just I, for how much more it costs, it's just not worth it <laughs> for me. But I mean, I, I don't like. I said, I think it's a cool idea to treat yourself like once or twice in your life. So I don't know. No, I, I mean, think you're... it's a good option to have. Yeah, no, I I get where you're coming from, Tom. It's just, you know, me answering this question personally, um, you know, all the things that you listed as benefits, um, I don't, or, you know, when the fast pass thing was around, um, that wasn't too big of a deal to me. You know, I was always able to get the fast passes that I wanted. The concierge thing, um, sorry, I'm too much of a control freak with my vacations. I, <laughs> I, I don't like the idea of, you know, just handing that information to somebody else and saying, figure it out. Um, but again, that's just me personally. And then, yeah, the, the, the food thing, you know, you know, same idea as Damon is, you know, we're, we're in the room, you know, you know, having, you know, bagels and, and whatever for breakfast. And, you know, I guess my thinking is, is that I'm not, I'm not stopping or I'm not going out of my way to go and make use of this thing because I paid for it. Right. Like it feels, yeah, well, yeah. that's that whole time thing again, right? Because yeah. now I have to like um, behooven to to do it to feel like I'm getting my money's worth, right? Because you know, honestly, I think you know there, there's some there's some days when we're staying at DVC that it, you know it's you know we we cu- we come and go from the resort, 
but we don't like even stop at the quick service at the resort just because of how the day plays out, right? Like you end up eating in a park or you eat somewhere else. And so, so I guess knowing that I was staying club level and it's like, well, you know, I, I know we could go in, you know, and have a dinner here or, or stop at this quick service, but we should really make use of the club level. So I'm going to go back to the resort and eat at club level. Yeah. Like you feel obligated to use it because you paid for it. Yeah. I, I, I guess that's the thing is that I wouldn't, you know, I, I, I don't think it's useful. Um, and then also, or again, this is just for me. I, I don't see club level as, as useful. And then also, um, the last thing that Dan asked was what kind of point premium would you assign to these rooms? I, I guess, you know, you know, that's the next question is, you know, even if you're not paying, so, so let's take out the fact that, you know, you would pay for club level cash normally and it becomes a point thing. Like if it, if I was paying an extra 10 or 15 points a trip per, per night, like, like I, I can't see it being like, oh, you know, here, here's club level for like an extra three points per night. Like it, it, I feel like it would have to be something substantial. And I for feel sure. like, I feel like that would be enough that would push me away from it. Like I would look at it and go, well, you know, the, what I'm, what I'm getting out of paying the extra premium and points for this room, uh, wouldn't feel worthwhile to me. Like even, unless it was like something very cheap, like, a, you know, a difference of one to two points a night. Yeah. I feel like I got to pull up the points chart and see what the, what the difference is right now, uh, with the current, you know, with the ones that have a uh, club level, but I, you know, it's, it's not going to be, it's not, a, I don't think it's like a couple points per night. I think it's more than that. And, and plus yeah. there's just not that many club level rooms. It's, you know, so you know, I'm, gonna, I'm trying to pull up a points chart here, but I'm having a hard time. <laughs> Why don't we just let Tom find that while we talk about Jody's question? Yes. All right. Uh, that's, Ooh, that's, uh, I don't, I think, do we even have an answer to this? So this is, you know, she's not sure we'll be able to answer it because yeah. I don't think we I don't will. I think we do. Somebody so, answered it though. Oh, so what? Okay. So if you know so what the answer is. So why did I put it in there? I've just, yeah. you know, I thought we might have some ideas for her. That's all. Uh, yeah. So, so Jody was asking specifically about um, uh, seasonal employment at Walt Disney World. And she was, she was talking on behalf of her daughter. And um, I, I think, sorry, I'm just reading through this. Um, yeah, she she was talking about a seasonal position. They live in New York, and they were thinking of you know her moving down to Disney or moving down to Florida for a couple of months to do seasonal, and then and then asking you know is there a place for seasonal housing that's not at the college program? Um, yeah, I, I I guess yeah she she's asking if we know anyone that's worked at Walt Disney and if it was a good experience. Obviously, there's people in the group that yeah have answered this so it's yeah not i I don't think any of us on here have any experience with that so yeah (laughs) no that's for sure yeah uh but yeah keep you know keep looking around in the different groups and i i I thought maybe we'd have some ideas for her here but i you know i i I don't i don't know uh it's i mean it's definitely a, a good idea to do but i mean if the college program i know that they they do have housing but it's not the not for seasonal employment i don't think but I do think they just, I mean, they have, there's like a lot of like apartments around property, right? So like there's, there's a place, you know, I'm sure you could like sublet or, or find something somewhere. Yeah. Or yeah. Like rent a, a condo for two months or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure that there's, there's, that's, that's something. You just stay at club level. 
There you go. Yeah, <laughs> state club level. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, go. I got distracted and stopped looking. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well. Well. Then why don't we why don't we keep moving here then? I yeah. I, I like so. Okay. I'll, I'll take Chris's question here. I I kind of like this one. Um, I think this we're going to talk a little bit about this. So so she says this is a long one. Uh, our, on a recent trip, I timed the bus trips from Animal Kingdom launch to every park and back. Average time to imagine. Hey, did Kingdom. you just she Chris? Huh? Did you just she said she? This isn't a she Chris. This oh, is the he Chris. Sorry. Is it? Oh, sorry. I was thinking of a different Chris. I think. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. My apologies, Chris. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna have to go look to make sure I'm thinking about I, the right Chris. As I, well. Yeah. I, there's there's a lot of people in the group, but I and I only do first names usually, so that's that Tom. Uh, so yeah. So Trevor, we helping. can just blame Tom. We're good. We're yeah. Good. All right. Yeah. Well. So so Chris says. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That. Now this is hard. a he Chris. This is this, this is Chris R. Okay. Uh-oh. All right. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Okay. So yeah. Sorry, Chris. Chris said he was timing. Um, uh, trips to and from the park. Average time to Magic Kingdom was 18 minutes. Hollywood Studios was 12. Epcot was 13. And of course, Animal Kingdom was five. So these are not bad times. And why does Animal Kingdom Lodge have a bad rap of it being so far away? The Magic Kingdom resorts will be equally far from Animal Kingdom and their times aren't much different to the other parks either. And the monorail isn't better to Epcot because you have to get off and switch to a different line. How exactly is that convenient or fast, especially when you are on especially if you are on first and have to make three other monorail stops. Yeah. I think being away from M- magic kingdom and the park alone has inspired this feeling among people. Um, I kind of agree with this. I, I mean, it just, I, I, you know, I advocate for animal kingdom all the time cause I like it as a resort. So, right. um, I, and I, I, you know, I, I, I feel like it is far, but it feels further than it probably is. Right. It's, it's more perception. I think than reality, right. It feels really far away. I, I, I don't know. I feel Animal Kingdom, in in my opinion, I mean, right. You have to imagine where you're going more often. I think, I think that's where it is. It starts to pile up. I, I don't know. That's what I feel like whenever I stay at Animal Kingdom. I I think my my personal feeling on this is that you know, uh, of course, staying at the Poly is that it's not about you know, hey, it takes this long to get here. It's about having more options. So, yep. So in the case of you know, getting to Magic Kingdom, I have the option of the monorail or the ferry boat or the um, or the boat directly from the uh, the resort. So, you know, at any time of day, I can kind of don't assess, you have the bus too or no? Um, the bus is only run if the monorail's down. So there's okay. there's actually not a bus unless these other means of transportation are down. And the thing is, is that we usually choose the ferry boat because it's it's the quickest there and back. Um, and I and then same thing for Epcot and and Hollywood Studios is that you know yeah it's it's still most of the time you take the monorail but um, there there is there like I said it, I think it is a perception thing but um, I feel that again just the the way that the the other resorts are staged they just feel more connected right and, and again yeah. and that goes back to that whole feeling of, you know well animal kingdom is way over here because no matter like with all these other ones i can i could you know do something where i get on a bus or it's not get on a bus get on a monorail get on a skyliner whatever and animal kingdom is always well you got to get on the bus you got to go somewhere and you got to get on the bus right and the, and the bus can be brutal because if you yeah. show up at the wrong time like you're beat 
you're just beat. And I, I, I don't know. I, I like the options. I would agree. And I feel like you're always going back to Animal Kingdom, right? If that's where you're staying, you're always going back to the lodge, right? You're always going there. But when you're at the other resorts, you're going to, there's more closer resorts, right? Animal Kingdom only has Animal Kingdom. The other resorts have multiple resorts, excluding Animal Kingdom. So I feel like the numbers are in your favor. I don't know. That's what I feel like. It, it's interesting, though, this whole idea of the, like their perception of these things, right? Because like even staying at Boardwalk on my last trip, right? You know, we took the Skyliner one time to Hollywood Studios, and then another time we took the boat, right? And in my head, I was like, oh, the Skyliner is going to be way faster. We don't have to wait. We're just going to go right on there. But because we had to transfer and wait in line to get onto the next thing, it actually took longer to go on the Skyliner than it did on the boat. The boat was much faster, even though we had to make stops on the boat. So probably walking would have been faster than both of them. (laughs) But I think sometimes, right, it's like when you're driving on the highway, it's kind of like when I have to go from North Carolina to North New Jersey, right? Like, do I take 95 or do I take, you know, 85 up the side, you know, down past Hershey Park? I'm taking that ride to the west, no matter what. Now, I know it's a guaranteed 45 minutes, and it could be longer yeah. than 95, right? Well, you never know what you're going to get with 95. You but never know. Yeah. D- the scenery and how you feel driving for that length of time makes all the difference in the world. It's the same thing. It's the journey. Buses are no fun. Yeah. Monorail's right. cool. Boats are cool. Buses no bueno, right? Like, that's <laughs> what it is. This is this is like the Magical Express argument that I think, like, Jeremy was making, where it's like the scene setting, right? Of going on a bus. I mean, it's a little but bit... That's the same scene, though. It's Well, it's a, it's a bus, but it's, well, the, you know, no, it's actually, to be like a more special bus, you know? <laughs> like, no, the, the, the Magical Express, you know, that's that's like a nice, you know, it's a coach, coach bus, bus yeah. versus the the Disney on-site buses that are like it, it's a city bus, right? No, I and think that the argument Trevor was though is that if Magical Express being run as Magical Express or being run by Myers, does it make right. a difference? To me it doesn't because the trip is still the same, but it's the experience I guess is what he's going for. Okay, yeah. yeah. Fair point. The the other thing I was going to bring up too is you know you're, you're talking about hey having all these different options with driving. It's it's the same thing at Disney is that, you know, I guess when you're always moving, even if it takes longer, the fact that you're moving and the fact that you're, you're not stopped and waiting for something does. The the buses are the route 95. Yeah. Of Disney. That's exactly what they are. And, and, And I guess the other question I have too, is how long are you waiting for these different modes of transportation? So, so again, you know, with a bus, and I, and I'll use the poly as an example, is that uh, when we go out to the bus stop, sometimes we can be standing out there for, you know, you know, 10, 15, 20, 30 minutes just waiting for the bus versus getting on the ferry boat over to Magic Kingdom. There's there's always two to three boats moving. So it's like even if one's leaving, the next one is coming back. So you know that you're getting on the boat within five minutes you have some sort of time frame around it i mean they are getting better with guessing when the buses will be there but but i would agree too there's also what what has more people do the boats carry more people than a single bus oh yeah (laughs) you think so yeah well okay so so the boats boats can carry like i think like 50 people if they want yeah but but it's also a matter of square footage too the the boats are much larger than the buses and you know, people—you don't have people standing and like just yeah. 
being crammed in like sardines. <laughs> I think, I think, yeah, I think the champion of capacity is probably the Skyliner slash monorail, but I think the Skyliner actually does more than the monorail does. But, um, yeah, I, I, I know what you're saying. You're probably right about that. We'd have to look. Yeah. It, like I said, I, th- I think it's more than just the factor of, of like the, if, if you were just purely going off of the drive time, um, I totally agree with Chris here that, yeah, there's really no difference between any of the resorts. They're all close enough to each other. But I think the mode of transportation is really what gets it. And, and yeah, it's because, you know, with, with buses, there's not a continual stream of buses. Like if, if the buses ran like the Skyliner, nobody would complain because it would yeah. be, Oh, well, we missed the one while there's, you know, the next one is right there. Yeah. Right. But they just that, need to, they just need to build the Skyliner out to Animal Kingdom. That's all they need to do. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and and also in the middle of the day too. Like if if I yeah. decide to to transfer parks or go back to the resort, um, buses are a bit of a crapshoot in the middle of the day. That's true. <laughs> so that's yeah. true. By the way, to circle back to what we were talking about before, I did look mm-hmm. up the point charts for club level at Animal Kingdom. Speaking of Animal Kingdom, um, so it can vary for like a studio. It's like between four and five points more a night to jump from a Savannah view to a club. And then when you get to like one bedrooms, it goes up to like 10 points extra a night. It's pretty much 10 points every night for the most part. Sometimes it looks like it goes as high as 12. Uh, and then, you know, oh gosh, that one is like, well, that, okay, well, one time it goes 18 in the busiest season. And then like, so it, it goes up exponentially depending on how big the villa is, right? So like, which makes sense because you have more people, the larger the room, right? So, uh, you know, the, the two bedroom is uh 15 points more from a savannah view to a club level uh you know sometimes 16 points sometimes 15 or in that range so you know if you're doing a studio uh, you know five more points a night it's not terrible mm-hmm. if you're there for seven nights it's 35 extra points maybe worth it if you can even get the room though that's the problem right they're so limited and so there's not even really that many options to even get that room if you could so so again, for for myself, paying an extra thirty five points a night. No, not a night. Points total. For, sorry, like thirty five points. Yeah, yeah thirty five points for for a week. That's still that's still a lot of extra points. It's like, like two full nights at another resort. You know. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, all right. Well, I just wanted to go back to that because I did pull it up. So. Wait. So I guess this next one has to be me, right? I mean, I guess. Yeah. yeah. All right, so this is from Ashley. Universal has Wizarding World of Harry Potter. They have lots of places to do spells with the wands and around both sections. I dislike that you can see the sensors to do the spells and cast members point them out. I realize this is to help people, little kids that are struggling to aim at the sensor. Do you think if Disney had acquired Harry Potter, they could have done this better? Hidden those sensors and made the magic even more magical? Yeah, this is already 10 years old, right? At least more than that. Um... I think they did a really good job with it, to be honest with you. I don't, I don't see that as a, as a problem per se. Um, I don't know. I think it's well done. I think the sensors are fine. Uh, I could see, but you know, I mean, your magic's getting broken just in general, right? So it is kind of a little bit more of what you make it. I feel like with something like this, I don't think they could have done a better job. I think if you took universal and asked them to do it now, they could do a better job. I think it's the same thing. If you asked Disney to do it, you know, 15 years ago, I don't know if it was 15, but at least 10 years ago, you know, I think they would have done the same thing. Yeah, I I think you're probably right about that. I mean, there's only so much you can do with that kind of stuff, right? I mean, and there's there's certain things at Disney that are 
Well, know. and what what is interesting though, she does make a valid point, is that I don't know in the beginning, right? Because we were there for the opening of Harry Potter and for the I don't know if the exact opening of Diagon Alley, but we were there. And you know how many you know cast members? I don't know what they call them at Universal are just literally standing around to help people with that, you know, that are struggling to aim the sensor. So I, I don't know. I think if you made them even harder to find, it would be even worse. It was bad enough as it was, especially to start. Cause again, I was there when it first opened and I, I used to just remember there'd be like 10 people in line asking for help. So jeez, oh, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I actually, I'll tell you the truth. I like that part of universe a little bit better than, the world tour-y thing that they have at Epcot. I think it's well done. What do you mean the world tour-y thing? Well, like just for something kind of extra to do, like the thing that they're doing with DuckTales. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, like, yeah. I like this better than that. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, I think that's it's interesting because like what else do you do with with that stuff, right? Do you make the sensors just like more broadly... You know, like make the make it so you can you can aim it in a bro- more broad area, or do you hand out pamphlets to people, you know, or like what can you do I, really? You know, I'm gonna t- I'm gonna tell you this is a, is a little bit of you know everyone gets a trophy. Like, dude, I don't need it to be that easy. I don't want it to be that easy. I want it to be a, a, kind of a little hard, which I think they've struck that you know that balance that that's pretty good. I think hers is more about you know her question is more about could it have been hidden better? I don't know. Right, I, I think that it, it those things are kind of hard to do in general. So yeah, I don't know. I mean, even you know, D- Disney did this with uh, the Sorcerers of the Magic Kingdom. You know, it's not yeah. not on the same level, but you know, same thing is you know, it, it was everything was very clearly marked, it, it, and and you know, further to that, the the Sorcerers stuff did not work right a lot of the times either. Like you still had to. Yeah, fight I think with my it. kids did it on a cruise, and yeah, I remember that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I think the thing is, is, you know, that there's definitely, um, I think the only thing Disney would have done differently is that, you know, Disney kind of plays things to, you know, what if a, a kid is doing this, right? I, I don't think Universal, I mean, I know Universal does think about that, but I think something like Harry Potter, I think they're willing to. Well, I don't to, think that Disney would have ever made the same rides that No. And, and, yeah, that's what I mean. You know, you know, yeah. you know Universal's willing to to accept that, you know, hey, not everybody's going to be able to do this. And so it it doesn't I, uh I yeah. could agree. I mean, I could imagine Gringotts being kind of scary. It that is still probably my favorite queue of any ride that's ever existed is probably Gringotts. Like the queue is just mind-blowing. So, yeah, but it's not really geared towards kids like not young young kids i mean some of that stuff's kind of scary so i don't know all right yeah. let's see so michelle not exactly dvc related what, what is with this not exactly disney DVC <laughs> I noticed, related. I noticed right. that there was a trend going but, on this week yeah but i feel like this is 100 percent dvc related so you know have yeah, any you can your dvc in, points for adventures by disney of course by yeah. adventures by disney trip my father-in-law and brother-in-law did a thing in montana trip a long time ago just curious if you had done one or interested one Super interested, right? This is going to lead into a discussion about kind of points for me later. So I'm kind of going to table this a little bit, but yeah, totally interested. See, I'm, I'm still not at that point in my DVC life to, I'm not seriously thinking about the stuff. I've looked at it at adventures by Disney a couple of times, but um, I I think it's going to be probably at least another five years before I really, look at booking something in adventures by Disney. 
I could, yeah, I, I mean, I'm kind of, I'm kind of interested. I mean, I don't know when I would do it, but I mean, it's not something I'm against. I would definitely be interested in trying it at some point. All right, this next one's Tom's. <laughs> wait, wait, where's the next? Okay, what is this? Oh yes. Oh <laughs> yeah. So, Damon, you, you, you had had to leave before we before we talked about this. So, mm-hmm. uh, just to fill you in on what this was. We, no, no, we, I saw the post. I, I got I, yeah, so we were joking about how you can't find anything for a dollar because uh, my the the credit we were getting back from DVC was uh, well that I was getting back was like fifty nine cents per contract or something like that. So uh, Victoria said just ended a week at Disney. I took the challenge to find something that costs a dollar. I don't think it exists. I found some of the cheapest items. Mouse Gear has single postcards for two forty nine. World of Disney has reusable shopping bags for two dollars. I thought I might have found it when I went to our resort store uh, this time at Marketplace at the Beach Club and saw a pack of. Uh, a four a pack of four alcohol wipes. No, it was nine one ninety nine. <laughs> Even small packets of ibuprofen were two forty nine. I did ask at Mask Gear after I ha- asked how much the postcard were. They said uh, ha- had anything that was a dollar. They said they didn't have anything that was a dollar. Used to have foil pencils that were a dollar. Uh, so she wants to know if she can get a pin for all her hard work. I say yes. So Victoria, <laughs> send us an email with your info, and uh, we'll we'll get you a pin. But I just wanted to put that out there because somebody did try our challenge, uh, yeah. Trevor, that we came up with, and uh, and and predictably uh, did not go well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, well, I, I yeah. Thank you, Victoria, for for you know trying, and I I guess we kind of expected that even when we talked about it that. You oh know, yeah, it's nothing costs a dollar anymore, which is no. it's kind of sad. But uh, you, you know, I I guess even where I come from, for all you Canadians out there, you know, we have uh, the it's called the loony. We don't have dollar bills. We have a, a dollar coin, which uh, which has a, a a loon on it, hence the the name loony. And it, it's kind of sad when you have to you know, going anywhere, like it used to be having a pocket full of change. It was like, Hey, you could go and buy something. And now it's like, you need like, you need enough change that you could actually probably hurt someone to, <laughs> to with it. But before you can actually go buy something, like before you can actually get something with it. Yeah. yeah. It's uh yeah, no, I mean, it's, it's good to know, obviously that, that says something about inflation and all that but uh no we, we appreciate you trying victoria and yes as tom said we'll we'll get you a pin <laughs> send an email to welcome home podcast at gmail.com with your with your info and i'll, I'll send yeah. you out a pin all right so i moved this one up this just came in a few minutes ago so oh, look at that Kate, hot off the presses hot off the presses casey just asked what is the most expensive souvenir that you purchase in disney world disneyland answer cannot be dvc artwork not even a question interesting I think, you know, I think mine was only like a couple hundred dollars. I think it was like a, one of those, uh, I think my wife got one of those Alex and Ani bracelets. And I think that was maybe like over a hundred dollars, but mm. I, I don't, we don't, I mean, I don't think I've, I've spent more than that. Like usually the art we get is like poster stuff. So it's usually like 50 bucks, you know, it's so funny because I think a lot of this stuff you can get anywhere now. So it's like, do I want to buy it at Disney and bring it with me? Nah, not yeah. really. Yeah. No, so so mine was definitely the lamp from the Polynesian that I bought. Uh, Does that count though? What do you mean? It's not. Oh, that DVC. lamp. I th- okay, I thought yeah. you meant the one. No, no, we- wait, but, no, no, but no. here's the question: Did you purchase it while you were there? Yes, and we had it okay, shipped. Then back there you home. go. Absolutely. Yeah. Then that that counts. 
I was confused. I thought he meant the one yeah. that he got from like the original Polynesian. The like no, the, no the the new style Polynesian. The new style. Okay, yeah. gotcha. So gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, that that one was definitely very. I, I think the lamp alone was like two hundred and fifty dollars, and then we had to Ooh. pay shipping on top of it. So man, yeah, that's, that's pricey. But yeah, it, I mean, it was getting good use but, out of it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it it literally sits next to my bed, and we use it every night. So wait, where's the other one? On the other side of the room. So we have, because okay. we, we both have nightstands. Who gets which one? Uh, my wife has the classic one and I have the new one. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I. But they're both oh, getting sorry. used. <laughs> they're both being used. As long as that. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I, Adam had messaged us about this and I, I just had to put this in here because Adam is uh, passionate about it. And I think it's an interesting idea. I think there was a lot of conversation about it. So I think we should talk about this. Uh, do you guys want me? I can read it. I, it's yeah, total rumor, though. Yeah, it's total rumor. This. Yeah, yeah. We should preface this. This is complete and total rumor. It's it's more of uh, fun speculation on our part, like you know what this would look like. So uh, Adam said, just message the guys too. But there's a rumor floating around that may be worth discussion. Anyone else watch Mickey Views episode on YouTube where Braden discusses the Lightning Pass? It's pure reckless speculation at this point from a, an alleged credible source. But the idea it would be a skip the line pass similar to Universal Express, price set an estimated $100 to $300 per ticket per day. Here's the thing. The Universal Express Pass is free, built into the price if you stay at one of the deluxe hotels at Universal. If this new system is anything similar, the Lightning Pass may be free for people staying at deluxe resorts, including DVC members. This, of course, is all wild speculation, but it would explain why DVC just upped their blue card minimum to $150. Uh, think about what the, that would do to direct sales. I can't imagine people buying resale with a perk like that. All of a sudden, DVC uh, Disney just boosted DVC sales, thrilled direct buyers, and made extra money with Lightning Pass sales, which would allow park capacities to stay lower, which everybody loves. The other part of this rumor is that many attractions will transfer to a virtual queue, so even if a regular guest don't buy Lightning Pass, you won't have to wait in line for three hours for Flight of Passage. I'll admit, I don't hate the idea. Thoughts? I mean, the, the, the last part? Sure. The rest of it is just never going to happen. It, it's yeah. just not. It's yeah. not going yeah. to happen. There's so many reasons why it's not going to happen. So, look, the, the reason the Universal Express Pass is free with the Lux Resorts, and they've actually removed it from more resorts than there used to be, right? Because there's not a lot of resorts. Yeah. yeah. Because there's not a lot of yeah. people. So there, there's not a lot of that going on. So there's the first thing. And it is, you can buy it though. And it's not even that expensive, but you can, in relation to what they're saying here, you can buy it. But that's what keeps it good. So that's the first thing. Then the other thing is Disney doesn't care about upping the blue card minimum for any other reason than to up the blue card minimum. Let's be honest. Like that has nothing to do with, they're not going to give us anything new. They're not hurting for people buying, right? So they're not going to give us anything like that. It's going to make everyone mad. And they're still making their money on resale. They've already been paid for that contract. They're already getting dues. So there's really no, for them, they've already made their money. I don't see that they would do it for something like that. I don't think that would boost DVC sales. And why would they give it to us when they can make more money selling it, which is what they need to do because they need to make more money. So I, I don't think that any of that is possible. Um, if it was, that would be super interesting. But I don't know how this would also allow... So the direct buyers would make a little extra money with Lightning Pass sales, which would allow park capacities to stay lower. Well, I don't understand how one affects the other at all. Um, yeah, you know, why would that allow yeah, park capacities to stay lower? Yeah, d- I direct think- sales don't translate directly to park capacity. 
Now, I, I think for me, if I'm going to have my benefit of what I would like, is that if you're offering Lightning Pass to so many people, and I, I don't know if this is true, and this would be a number that I would love to know, is I don't know what the um, household in- income in comparison from Universal to Disney is. I don't know that. That would be really, really interesting. I would think more people would buy this Lightning Pass than you think. So I think that it has to be at such a high number to make it worthwhile. Because look, if you're charging $50 a ticket for the Lightning Pass, way too many people are going to buy it. And then it's worthless. It's it's got to be expensive enough that it's not worthless. That's it's the same argument that that was for that after hours event that is now the boobash thing. Yeah, like absolutely. you have to make it super expensive even though it's only for 3 hours. If you want it to be a pleasurable experience for the people that are there, you're paying a lot of money to have no lines, right? So you have to limit it. And in order to limit it, you charge you more. You charge more. Yeah. Right? So if you want to have half the people, you got to charge double the price. That is exactly. what it is. Like that's just math. So, yeah, I mean, I like this idea a lot. I mean, this is what I would love to have happen. I would also love it if you could buy lightning passes for days rather than for your whole trip, right? Because yeah. your whole trip kind of hurts a lot, right? Especially if you got to do it all the time. I think that would be nice because, like, I would take a lightning pass for a day, maybe, you know, at a park that I knew I wanted to do everything. But again, I probably wouldn't just because... We go there often enough. So the other thing that this is, is that, you know, why give it to the people that are the DVC in theory, right? Are there more than other people in terms of world population, right? That's the only thing we can kind of go off of because they're kind of locked into going at least once every three years at the minimum or selling their points. But let's just consider it once every three years. Yeah, I just don't see it, man. I just don't see it. They're not going to give us anything. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. The biggest thing DVC gave me is money in my pocket. I think people keep forgetting that is that you're paid off, right? So once you're paid off, how many years does it take you to make 50 years worth of trips? It's less than 10. So what did they give me? They gave me 40 free years at Disney in turn. Well, not free, right? Because I still pay my dues, but let's just I'll tack on a few extra years just to make it free, right? So if I even take my dues in there, they've given me 30 years free of Disney. What more do you want? It's the this whole guy. This whole thing's really interesting in general because, like, I've you know, I, I had this conversation with a coworker one time that that had gone to both Universal and Disney and was kind of new to both, and he was like, "I don't understand why Disney doesn't do their fast passes the way that Universal does." And it's like, it, it's a whole different thing, right? Because you're talking about Universal's most popular park has still has less attendance than Disney's least popular park. Right. So like it's, it's, you're talking about like, you know, double the attendance at least. So actually it's more like three or four times. Right. And so it's, it's hard. They can't do stuff like that. Right. And make it work for everybody. And that's, yeah, the the difference in scale is, is larger than you think. (laughs) Exactly. And that, and that makes it really difficult to do stuff like that. And I mean, I'm sure they want to, right. I'm sure there's things that they want to do there, but um, yeah, I, I agree with you, Damon. I, I don't, I mean, I don't feel like they're going to give us any more benefits and I, I don't feel like this is going to be one that they give. They don't need to. They don't need to give us anything. They're selling no, fine. It was, it, like, it, it, and it was our money that the biggest yeah. benefit is the money. Like people, it's funny. I feel like people buying a DVC, the contract's paid off and then they just forget that. Like they just forget yeah. that the biggest benefit has already been done. It's been done. You want more? And I've I've said this before: is you know if if you ever need a reality check, try and book your home resort cash 
and see exactly, yeah, exactly how much it is. Exactly. Like <laughs> all of a sudden you go, Oh yeah, right. That's what I'm, I paid for. Cause, cause again, just to reiterate what you're saying, Damon, you know, we, we started off paying, you know, going to the grand Californian years ago and you know, the cost, it, it's almost doubled in cost to stay there. And same thing at the Polynesian is that, um, you know, for, for the amount that we pay in dues is nowhere near the amount we would pay to stay there. Like if, if I had to pay cash to stay at the Polynesian, I would never stay there. That's the, that's the yeah. truth is that it would be entirely out of my price range for a vacation and especially year over year. Yeah. But, you know, buying DVC has enabled that, you know, every year we go there, we don't even think about it. It's just, you know, there's never a discussion about where are we staying? It's, oh yeah, I can't wait to go back to my Polynesian room. And then, oh, now what are we doing today? What now, what are we doing tomorrow? Right? Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Listen, I, I, I'll be interested to see what happens when FastPass returns, right? I, I, I do tend to, to lean towards the side of there's going to be a paid FastPass option. I do kind of feel like that's going to happen because we see that at Disneyland. We see that, you know, uh, I think they have it at Disneyland Paris. So the, there's a couple of places but, they have it, right? But so Disneyland, does is it for all rides, Trevor, or no? Yeah. Yeah. It's so, so it's the, they have the old FastPass system, like where you go and scan your park ticket. Yep. But the, the max pass is, is basically what we know as fast pass in well, Disney world. Yeah. So, so fast pass in Disney world though, you can't fast pass everything. Well, yeah, you can. There's, uh, it has, I, I can, I can fast pass rise of the resistance when it was, open. Oh, that's the only thing. Oh yeah. yeah. That's no, the only sorry. Thing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, that's separate. I, I guess. Yeah. Fair point. The, but no, I, everything that you would normally, um, or any other ride besides rides of the resistance. Yeah. You can, you can just go onto the app and book a fast pass. But then again, the, the difference there too, is that, um, yeah, they, they don't have the, the crazy, you know, 60 day booking windows. It's you buy a max pass for the day you're there and the, the fast passes are handed out that day. Yeah. So w- what I'm curious about more than anything is what if there's a lightning pass with rise of the resistance? So just for rise of the resistance, or no, 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 upgraded, upgrade, yeah. So you don't upgrade have to fight upgrade. to to get a, a boarding group. Yep. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I feel like a lot of people would pay for that, right? Yeah, I mean, because I'll be honest with you, right now, my when we go next time, my wife has no interest in rise at all. Okay, and to make her happy i guess i don't really i don't really care that much about rise either to be absolutely honest with you so we're gonna just you know we're gonna click our thing try our best and if we don't like nobody's feelings are hurt and we move on but if you were to tell me like all right so let's see what would i even price that as like let's just call it 150 dollars a ticket for that day just for argument's sake right oh and it included rise of the resistance i might do it yeah, I, get, do it. I, I guess then, do you think Rise has enough hype behind it still that, be, because again, they could only offer so many of those, and then it becomes a fight for people to to pay for their, well, <laughs> their reservation, to, right? Yep, yep, it would be the same, yeah, same sort of thing. But what's interesting is, is right, so when I look at the Lightning Pass, do I need to Lightning Pass anything at Magic Kingdom? No. Do I need to Lightning Pass Hollywood studios. Absolutely. Right. So it's going to be one of those things where like, who cares about certain parks versus other parks? 
Like, what do I need to lightning pass at Animal Kingdom? I mean, I guess Pandora. Yeah. I mean, I don't really like it, but okay. But, you know, what do I need to uh, lightning pass at Magic Kingdom for me? Even even Epcot, same thing. There's nothing... Nothing for me now. Again, and here's kind of the cool thing. If I'm a person that's not going to go to Disney a lot, and I have kids, right? So think about it. My kids, let's call them... Let's call them seven right? Just for argument, call them seven. I know I'm not coming back until they're 13, or I may never come back, right? But they're seven. They're in that prime Disney-ness. I'm going to pay that money to do as much as I can. Yeah. No, yeah, that's th- that's fair. I, I guess the only, yeah, and also to, to what you're saying about the, you know, being able to pay day by day, that's one reason why I never did the dining plan was that they didn't allow for the level of control with it that you could, you could say, Hey, you know, I, for these days, I want to do the dining plan. And then for the rest, I'll pay out of pocket. If, if Disney pulls this thing with, with this lightning pass system that you have to pay for it for your entire stay, that's a deal breaker. Like I, 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 because like to your point, Damon, you know, there's, there's some days where I don't necessarily want to be, using it. And then also, you know, if you pay for for your entire trip and you decide to have, you know, a couple of down days, you know, you're not going to a park or whatever, you feel like you've wasted your money. Yep. Yeah. For so sure. yeah, there's, I, I feel that, you know, this works at, at universal because of the size of universal and because of just how they've established themselves and because they have better rides and, but go on. That aside, the the they 100% have better rides. Do not do 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 not say that there's anything in Disney that competes with the Gringotts, that competes with the original Harry Potter ride because it doesn't exist. There are tons of things that do, but what? we're not going to do this now. No, no. I mean, just but no. just give me one. Pandora is a video game. It doesn't even count. Give me one. How do, what, what do you mean that doesn't count? It's a it's video, video game. Video I can game. I can go over to my Quest Two right now. And get the exact same thing. Okay. But so, so t- what ride right but now? The, Maybe I, Tron will be? Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Tron. But what yeah, else? Sure. I mean. Okay. But what else besides that? I mean, Rise of the Resistance is pretty great, man. I mean, you haven't been on it, but. <laughs> it's almost not a ride, though. I consider that an experience. Well, it is an experience. But yeah, I mean, what what's what's the difference there? I mean, it's. We really yeah, need well, to do our ad and like, move on to other things. So. <laughs> I just yeah. uh, to say the rides overall are better at Universal is crazy. Absolutely, to me. that's crazy. No. I mean, if you they like throw rides, sure. With, if you like yeah, throw rides, absolutely, sure. that's a ride versus an experience. There's the difference. No, I mean, listen, if you like throw rides, then sure, uh, Universal's built way more for throw rides than Disney is. Disney just doesn't really do throw rides. I mean, they do some throw rides, but they you know do a variety. Disney does of experiences, rides. not really rides. It's just yeah, it's a different thing. All right, we let's mm-hmm. do our ad and, and move. On. But we should also mention this whole <laughs> thing from Adam too is total speculation. So this is not yeah. necessarily yeah. Do, yeah do, do not take anything we're talking about here as gospel or anything because yeah, we're as much in the dark as the rest of you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and I don't even watch this video he's referencing. So it's some guy on YouTube. So take it with a grain of salt. Exactly. <laughs> so Trevor, you want to go ahead and do our yeah. ad? DVC resale market is our first ad. So DVC resale market. A world of DVC company is the leader in the DVC resale industry with 13 former Disney Vacation Club guides and three former Disney Vacation Club quality assurance managers. If you're thinking of buying DVC, browse the largest selection of DVC resale listings anywhere with DVC experts on hand seven days a week to answer your questions. If you're thinking of selling, turn to the friendly professionals at DVC Resale Market where over 98% of listings sell within 30 days. 
In 2020, DVC Resale Market helped over 3,600 families join or add on to their memberships. Go to dvcresellemarket.com or call 1-844-DVC-PROS. That's 382-7767. And when you speak to them, please be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. All right. Thank you. Uh, so, Damon, I, I this is the the part where you talk about buying uh, buying Riviera. <laughs> yeah. So, well, hold on. Let, let's let's flip this around a little bit. Let's yeah, talk about yeah. the Avengers Campus first. Oh, you want to talk okay. about that first? Okay. Yeah. Let's talk about that first. Um, I actually stayed up and watched the opening. I, I couldn't sleep, you? so I just decided to watch it. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the campus looks kind of cool. Yeah. And, and I'll tell you the truth. I'm I'm kind of liking this whole web slingery robot like the the swing over the avengers campus robot i thought that was pretty neat yeah wait yeah. so trevor hold on a second trevor are you like totally anti-watching any of this stuff i know the way you no, are in uh, of- so so i i did watch the uh i did watch the the robot thing and i watched mm-hmm. the pims uh yep Pim's market or Pim's uh, experiment lab thing. Yeah, the rides are the biggest thing for me. I don't do anything to do with the rides because you know the, the stuff walking around Adventures Campus. I'm okay with that because I know that I, like I'm not going to stand around and wait for the Spider-Man robot thing necessarily. So okay, um, yeah. So we can talk about that. It, you know, getting into the the ride. It, oh, but we're going to talk about the ride. So the, you just have to close your ears. Yeah, I, I was going to say I'll, I'll just I'll just mute and you know browse my phone for ten minutes or something. So <laughs> I don't think it will be that long. Yeah. You can't. I, I don't know, you guys. <laughs> I uh, I mean okay. I have to say some of that, like you said, like so the whole stunt show that they seem like they do, and I feel like Avengers Campus is a uh, is a lot about like the. I mean, it's obviously very driven by the character experiences mm-hmm. there, like that stunt show they're doing that you know, and then uh, the character you know meeting the superheroes, and then and then of course the Spider Man thing. The Spider Man thing was done really well. I I think the coolest thing about what it, Spider Man thing, the robot. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the walk in the wall was terrible. I was thinking it kept me up all night thinking about that. I was like, <laughs> "Look, all you have to do." So they they have they have Spider Man on this. Um, it's like a winch, right? It's like a, a yeah, some yeah. sort of winch and a wire, and like he's faking climbing up the wall, right? But he's obviously like three feet away from the wall. Like it doesn't look smooth, like he's climbing. You know, he's obviously like pantomiming climbing. Here's my thing, like, why couldn't they figure out a way where he's almost like a, a climber? So he's like, he's winched in, but he's actually like using like suction cuppy things, or even if there was holds on the wall, like where he had like his hand with like a pin in it, mm-hmm. and like then he could like put that pin in there. And then climb and put that pin. You know what I'm saying? Like that would have looked way better. Yeah, yeah. It just it that part of it brought me right out of it, and I didn't love that because I was loving the rest of it up until then. And I was like, oh man, really? (laughs) And then I think the other thing overall for the Avengers Campus, from you know, again, this is just what we've seen on the web is they've dumbed down the characters. Spider Man is like an idiot, right? He's like a little boy scaredy idiot in terms of things that we've seen so far. Um, and I didn't well, love how he is in the new movie. I, I was going to say, yeah. have, have you watched the latest Spider-Man movies? Cause no, I haven't. Of, yeah, Cause I refuse to. Cause I think they're terrible. No, they're great. What are you talking about? <laughs> you haven't watched them. How would you know that they're terrible? They're so because good. they're not what Spider-Man is, right? Like that's you, you not mean who a, he was. You mean a like, high school kid that doesn't really know what the heck is going on and is dealing with puberty at the same time as being a superhero. He, so from what I've seen from the <laughs> Avengers campus, he acts like he's 10 years old and he never acted like that. Yeah. Uh, and that's where I didn't love it. Maybe you know, in the movies he did, but not in the comics. 
Yeah, well, so in the movie, he's a, he in the new movies, he's definitely like an awkward teenager. Like that's really yeah. the, the vibe they're going for is awkward teenager <laughs> and stupid. I know he's not stupid. He's very smart. Oh, no. He's just very awkward. Okay. Yeah, it seemed a little stupid too. Well, so, that's so, just my vibe that I got. So I, I think the problem with Spider Man is that you know through history. It's ranged from, you know, him being a, you know, very clearly a high school student and having the, you know, discovering himself, you know, not, not being the perfect version of Spider-Man where he, you know, doesn't trip over himself or do something dumb. Um, that's the current Spider-Man that they're going with. But then there's other versions where it's like Spider-Man in college. Like I'm thinking back to like the, the yeah. 1967 one where, yep. you know, he's not, he's, he's closer to an adult than a kid Spider-Man. And, and I think that's, probably when yeah. you're getting stuck with it is that they're dealing with so. the kid spider-man right so yeah i think i think so i think that's the spider-man that i kind of know and it's funny because even watching uh the adventures of spider-man on you know what was that the, the afternoon show yeah right the, with firestorm and iceman fox oh, oh no the um yeah yeah that the 80s one right yeah, yeah 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 right like he doesn't seem that bad in that one either and again i i can't say that i've seen the new spider-man movie so i, I won't say that I know about them. He just, mm, I just don't love the feel of him because again, I am a little bit more old school in my Spider-Man. So that was something that I didn't love. And then I would say the ride is incredibly stupid. It's about Spider-Man cleaning up trash. I mean, that's what I've gotten out of it so far. Obviously not riding it, but it's Spider-Man cleaning up trash and people smacking their arms into everyone that's in the ride with them trying to clean up trash with webs. I mean, is it, am What's I wrong the, there? It's the bots, right? Isn't the bots they're, they're doing, they're going after? I don't know. I thought they were shooting the spider bots. I thought that was the whole thing. Yeah, I think it's something to do with trash, though. I mean, that's just what I read. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. I mean, yeah. Oh, Trevor just disappeared because he doesn't want to hear any of this. So, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, I, I see. I, I think it looks cool. I mean, it's. I don't think it's meant to be the e-ticket of that land, right? There's, there's the. I think that's probably more of the Guardians ride, and then the the future e-ticket they're going to build that they haven't built yet. I think it's more of the. Uh, you know, it, it's more, it should be more of the minor attraction of that land. But if, if things were, you know, if they opened everything all at the same time, I guess it would, it would be a little different, but I, I understand what your, your point is. Cause it's, it's very screen based and, and, you know, Disney has not well, the, been doing the that, meme that too I, much. I love the meme because dude, it's literally the same ride as like what universal did just newer. Well, and you can shoot stuff, I guess, right? So it's like got the point component and you're shooting things, right? Is it- Somebody gets punched in the face. <laughs> I mean, do you think that people are going to get punched in the face with it? Like, because aren't you? Oh, I'd totally be like smacking my kids by mistake. Oops, oops, oops. <laughs> yeah, but you Sorry, just I was just doing- going for just yeah. doing for one of the webs. Sorry, must have missed it. It is like, I don't know, especially if you're riding like with other people. Could you imagine? Yeah. It is interesting, though, and I, I didn't realize this until they opened the ride, that it was a group score and not, like, an individual score, which makes sense because... Oh, that's terrible. Well, I mean, it makes sense because how are they... You know, you don't have a an actual thing to shoot with, right? You're just using your hand and they're... But they're know, still tracking each person, otherwise it wouldn't work. That's true. Yeah. I mean... But, oh, that's that's bad. I don't know. I what, I heard somebody say it's like, it's like a Spider-Man Toy Story, and I love Toy Story, but yeah. Toy Story is old in the tooth. Like, excuse me, long in the tooth. I feel like... There's so much more that they could have done, and this was just like a cop-out. I hope the next ride is better. Like, I was trying to think of things that I would enjoy, and I think that if the ride car 
was on like a web and you were slinging through town in a ride car like that was actually moving like it was on a cable. Yeah, remember they that had would that be cool. a while ago and we thought that's what they yeah, were going to do. Yeah, that would have been cool. I think what they did was very... Well, I love Universal. I would say Universal's newest rides, excluding the new Jurassic Park roller coaster, right? Outside of that are, are a lot of screen-based stuff yeah. like Fast and Furious, Transformers. And I like Jimmy Fallon, don't get me wrong, but like you and Kong, dude, Kong was terrible in comparison yeah. to what it could be. So I think about stuff like that. And I think that's kind of the route that Disney went, which kind of hurts. Yes. Okay. So you can throw your hands up in the air and try to get a score. Yeah. yeah and. And so what? Like, yeah, I, I just, it, it's not innovative enough. And I, and I hope the next one is because I really think it could have been, could have been great. I would even have said that I would have taken a newer version of the first Harry Potter ride, Forbidden um, Journey, with a newer situation. And I think that would have been better. Like that would have, you could have at least felt like you were swinging around rather than a screen making you feel like you're swinging around. I don't think the ride card gives you that. I mean, it might give you that fake feeling, right? Because of the screens, but I don't necessarily know if it's the physical feeling, if that makes sense. I'm sad they didn't go with, with that, that patent that we had, we talked about on the show like years ago where it was like, it was basically like you were going through the city and it was swinging back and forth. That would have been really cool. Now given, I mean, maybe that's what the e-ticket attraction is going to be. They haven't really said, they just said there's going to be an e-ticket attraction there someday and they haven't started building it yet. So I, I mean, who knows? They could probably use that still somehow. Uh, I just, I just felt like it could have been a little bit more. I get it. I, I yeah. felt like it was something that, it was a little bit expected, but I don't know. I don't think it's any better than anything we've seen. And, and in a new ride, yeah. I'd like to see some innovation. I know that there's innovation going to be coming into the you know, Star Wars hotel and things like yeah, that, yeah, but yeah. give me innovation everywhere. Like if you're going to build a ride, like even though Tron, I don't necessarily think has a lot of innovation. I'm looking forward to it. So that, you know, it's tough for me to say, right. Cause that already exists somewhere and it's more of a roller coaster. I, I just don't know what I was expecting here, but I kind of wasn't expecting this. I gotcha. I get what you're saying. I, I have to say though, I mean, like it seems like the character stuff that they're doing is cool. Like the, uh, the immersion looks pretty cool Yeah, you know, outside of the fake, you know, wall crawling, which I totally think could have like been notched up. Totally. Maybe it's just because they're doing it just like they're just starting out. Like, I, I think there's some version of that where the actor needs to sell it a little bit better, right? <laughs> yeah, but I just feel like, because think about it. If you had this like whole clip into the wall, because it's yeah, always yeah. going to be in the same spot, right? And I feel like when you're doing something like that and you know it's always going to be in the same spot, like, man, make it a little bit better. Yeah, I get that. I, I mean, I was mesmerized by the whole pretzel, the the pretzel thing and the restaurant shrinking. And, oh. See, I thought that was cool. I like the robot. The Spider-Man robot was cool. Yeah. Yeah. There's the robot is, I mean, that, that is the coolest part, right? Like I, and the best part about it, I thought was that, you know, they had, they had it so that he shoots the web basically. I mean, it's the thing that pulls the robot into the air, but it makes it look like he shoots the web onto a crane and it, and that's what pulls him up. And then he yeah, that, the robot was really well done. Like yeah. I said, I thought that was I thought that was cool. So I thought, I'm kind of glad it's not just random too. That it's like a little show along with it, and you know, like Spider Man goes into a door and the, with the with the with the ten year old Spider Man yeah. acting like an idiot. <laughs> exactly. Okay, I like my Spider Man darker, smarter. I gotcha. I gotcha. 
All right. So, is that all we want to talk about with Avengers Campus? Anything all we want to talk about. Let's talk about Riviera. Can we talk about Paul Rudd's p- pink suit during the uh, the opening? <laughs> Did anyone else see that? That was all over the internet. I was watching it yeah. and I was laughing. I was like, only Paul Rudd can wear that suit. <laughs> so anyway, let's go, Let's talk about so, that stuff. Yeah, so what I have in front of me is the Riviera cheat sheets, right? So the member with additional developer credit offers, because there are offers until August, right? So I have the 10% down and the 20% down sheet. Knowing me, right, let's go with the 10% down one. I think that if you're looking to buy direct points, there's some really good deals here. I, I think that the the sweet spot is at 175 points, right, which kind of makes sense. So that's 11-point incentive per credit plus an additional $8 uh, incentive per credit. So $19 you know, credit per point for 175 points. That's not bad. Right. That's not bad at all. So I think that we are going to end up going direct again. It's just, I'm going to be honest with you. It's just, it's way easier. I call my dude up, right? I get my sheets. I decide what I want. It's got everything listed out. I don't have to worry about that being on my credit report, which again is a big deal for me, especially, you know, colleges coming up and all that. But I think what I'm going to end up doing is I'm going to go with the, the lowest level of incentive which is 100 points. At 100 points, you're getting $4 incentive per credit and then another $2 additional incentive. Um, I think that's the kind of where I'm going to end up. I think at 100 points, it's it's pretty easy for me to do. And um, I like that, you know, the base point is lower than Copper Creek, right? Riviera is 201. It, I, the thing is, I looked for December use year on resale and there wasn't anything at 100 points anyway. But the difference is not huge anymore, especially at Riviera. So I guess the downsides that we kind of were ch- chatting about were like, okay, so if I decide to sell it, all right, but that doesn't really concern me that people can't stay there, right? And I guess other people are saying, well, what happens when people sell and those people that own resale Riviera can only book at Riviera? And I would say that the opposite of that would be, what about, about all the other resale contracts that can't book at Riviera? So I think that kind of makes up for it in terms of, yeah, you know, yeah. I don't know. It just, it seems like if you're looking to buy points, now I've, I floated around buying 200 more points and I said, hmm, the incentives are nice on that, but, eh, you know, and it's, it's funny, actually, the incentives for going from 175 to 200 are not that different. So you have at 175 is 11 and eight, and then at 200 is 13 and seven, right? The incentives actually, the in- additional incentives per point credit go down after you hit 175. Now, the original incentive goes up, um, but not, you know what I mean? Like, that's why I think that 175 is actually that prime number, if that's what you're looking for. But that's just too much money for me. I don't think I need 175. I think I need 100. So that's what I'm looking at. You only wanted like 100 more, right? So Yeah. And I think what's actually going to end up happening is my parents may decide to buy in as well. Um. Now here's where it gets interesting. Wait, this like, is this like is separately from you or like it's- Yeah, so yeah, so okay, so this is where it's going to get interesting and this is where I, I need to figure out what the best way to do this is. So if they wanted to buy in at 100 points, right? They don't get a blue card at that point, obviously. But can they even buy in at 100 points if I am a secondary on that contract? If I'm an, if I'm an additional member on that contract, can they buy 100 points? I don't know. That's a good question. You see what I'm getting? Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. Yeah. 
your parents live like they they're in same address. I, your same address, right? So yep. Hmm. That yeah, is interesting. This it, is like you know, it's real estate, right? So if it, it, it's yep. you're you're putting your name on the real estate, right? So so I my name would be on it as well, I think, because then after they're gone, I think it just makes it easier for me to take over than having to worry about deed transfer, right? That's yeah, what yeah. my thought was. Yeah, it makes sense. But the question is, is that if yeah, I just don't the, know if they can do it. So forget about the blue card, because honestly, th- if they're there without a blue card, I don't think that's a huge concern for them. But can they do it? Can they buy a hundred or do they have to buy 150? So like when we say the, the, you know, member extras require 150 minimum points, can you buy in at 50 if you wanted to just with none of the benefit? If you're a new member, I don't think they'll, I I don't think they'll let you. I think you have to buy minimum 150. I think that's, that's the, that's the deal with direct these days, unless it's an add on. So, yeah. So, so then the question becomes if I'm on the contract, does your status supersede the fact that they're new? Hmm. Yeah. But I would still be able to book it and do anything I wanted with it. So, like, if I'm on as a secondary, yeah, right, yeah, like, yeah. I can do everything. Yeah. So, and that would be why I would do it. So then there's no D transfer when they're gone, right? Yeah. But I just didn't know if they could buy 100 points. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have to tell them they can't and then just buy 150. I think oh, well. you got to call your, uh, call your DVC person and find I out. I will. So, <laughs> you know, that, that was one of the things as I was looking for this, my parents were kind of like, hmm, maybe we would do it and then just give it to the grandkids, right, when we're gone. And I was like, well, that's kind of a good idea. So, again, let me take a step back and tell you the other reason why Riviera rather than Saratoga. Because I want to give it to my kids when I'm gone, right? So, what do we got, 49 years, you know, I'm 47, 47, right? So, long time away. Even if I'm still alive, I'm probably not going to Disney. I mean, unless there's someone's pushing my brain around in like a f- big jar or something. Right. So <laughs> outside of that, you know, it's something I can kind of give them. That's why I would go with something with a longer date rather than not, rather than buying additional Saratoga. You, you know what some people do, Damon, and this might be a good option for you too. I, I know that some people will do their, uh, their deed in a, in a trust. They'll put it in a trust. I could do that as yeah. well, but this, I mean, th- this seems yeah, I don't know. This seems just as easy as well. Then you have to deal with all the extra costs of doing that trust. Yeah. Right. Because I don't think my, I have to redo my will anyway. So I'm trying to make it as easy as my, for myself in terms of if my parents decide to purchase a contract. So I'm going to ask that question. I will report back, but those are my thoughts right now. Cool. Yeah. That's, that's, so when are you, what is your timeline? Like when do you think you're going to do that? Well, it has to be by August, right? So then the other question becomes is that since that incentive goes away August 4th, I think. Something like that, second, third, fourth, somewhere in there. Why do I want to give them my money anytime before then? Like, I will do it literally the end of July. Wait till the very end. Yeah, why do I want to pay them now for points I don't need? (laughs) Yeah, that's true. So, I'll wait. I'm going to wait. But I think that's what's going to end up happening is is I'm going to end up doing direct Riviera. Nice. Are you going to stay at Riviera sometime soon? Or you just... I don't... No, it doesn't really matter to me. I mean, I probably will. Um, I mean... The the other nice thing is too is right having the same use year on a, on a Riviera contract will be easier for me. Uh, oh, for um, sure. Yeah, and I just I want the extended dates. I mean, that's why I don't think I'd go and do anywhere else direct. I just want the longest date for me personally. And if you want the longest date, what do you buy in resale for? I get the the money savings, but I'm not you know again the the money savings is not the end game of buying Riviera for me. Yeah, I mean if if that's what your goal is, the longer date, then yeah, that makes sense. 
Yep. I mean, somewhere Derek is screaming at his uh, at his uh, radio. Well, not radio. What am I talking about? Like this, is <laughs> screaming at his cell phone. Wow, it would be great if we were on Sirius XM. Well, can you do that? I mean, I mean, technically, I guess if you listen to us in the car, you can be screaming at your radio, right? That's true. <laughs> that is true. So, but yeah, but somewhere. I, I don't think. I mean, Derek's... I would love to see if Derek had a better answer, though, right? Yeah. If I want the longest term, like, and there are no, I look, there are no resale December contracts for me. Whoa. Okay. And then if I buy resale Riviera, I'm kind of beat anyway because yeah, yeah. I'm stuck to being at Riviera. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I, I don't think Derek's as upset as you think he is because you know <laughs> at some point when you decide you want to sell a contract, he knows that you're going to come to him anyway. That's true. So that's true. Obviously, yeah. yeah. So so he so yeah he'll he'll get he'll get what he needs from you either way. <laughs> <laughs> all contracts eventually back end up back in the uh, in the resale market. Not all, but well, a lot. What, so are there, are there resale restrictions? Because the the one before Riviera was Copper Creek, right? Yeah, yeah. There's, they don't have the. I mean, the the restrictions of you know not getting the benefits. Well, yeah. not that though. But so the, the restrictions on Copper Creek are just original fourteen, right? No, no, no. Yeah. You can say I think Copper Creek. You can stay everywhere, right? No, re- re- resale. Oh, yeah, resale. resale yeah, yeah, Creek. resale, resale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, if you're buying resale, like any of those re- resale contracts that you buy now, you can only stay at the uh, original. Yeah. So you can't stay at Riviera if you resale Copper Creek. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Well, it, unless you did it before, unless you bought resale before the I'm whatever now, date yeah. that yeah, was. Yeah, if, if, if Damon was to go buy a contract now, he wouldn't be able to. He, he's basically having to choose between not staying at Riviera ever yeah. or only staying at Riviera. <laughs> yeah. yeah. None of those options seem good. And yeah. I don't even care so much about the Riviera. I care so much about the, you know, rumored Epcot. Um, yeah. BBC. The one That's the one really, I really care yeah. about. Just maintaining that flexibility, right? Yep. Well, Riviera also just feels like it might be your jam. Like it might be like a hotel that you really like. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I kind of feel the same way, to be honest with you. Yeah, yeah I, I feel you know more and more that I've I've looked at it is that you know Riviera, it, kind of similar to the uh, the Resort Loop hotels, it's really in a good spot. Like it, it it's in that yeah. right in between of Hollywood Studios and Epcot. So, I mean, my two favorite you, parks. Yeah, why would you not exactly. want to stay there? Yeah. <laughs> Exactly, it makes total sense. Yeah. So I stay tuned. I mean, but that's the that's the thought process so far. Cool. Thanks for keeping right. us posted on that. We should probably do our second ad now. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So we'll do uh, this ad for Monera Financial after we were just talking about financing DVC purchases. <laughs> so we talked before about DVC resale market and purchasing a DVC resale contract. If you're looking for financing options for your uh, DVC purchase, look no further than Monera Financial. Monera, a world of DVC company, is the industry leader for financing DVC resale contracts. Monera offers lending with no credit checks, Damon. No credit checks. <laughs> so it wouldn't hit your credit. Often very low down payments, terms as long as 10 years, and no prepayment penalties. If you're thinking of purchasing a DVC contract, go check out their quick online quote first. You may be, may be surprised at just how affordable joining DVC can be. Go to ManeraFinancial.com or call 317-245-8800. And when you speak to them, be sure to let them know that Welcome Home sent you. See, Damon, so if you went resale, you could use that, you know? Uh, I think we lost He just said he had to step away. He just just lost Damon. He's leaving us. Yeah. Um, Yeah. By the way, Damon's like, I, I, I don't want to tell, like, talk about why Damon's been leaving early, like, but that's up to him. But it's, it's, he has a legitimate reason for leaving early. He's not just like 
leaving us early because he doesn't feel like no. talking to us anymore. So, you know, if he wants to divulge that at some point, what that's about, that's up to him. But I don't want anyone giving him a hard time about it because he has a legitimate reason for not doing it. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So hopefully he'll be able to join us for full show soon. But right now it's, uh, you know, there's some stuff going on. So again, I don't want to, I don't want to say what it is. It's up to Damon. It's his, his stuff. So, although I think he said it in the group, but anyway, so, uh, dates pricing. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I was going to say, let's, uh, let's talk about these, these Disney after hours boobash. Yeah. I, you know, it's funny. I see people commenting on the price. It's like, what did you expect with this? Like, <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's, so it's, it's not a Halloween party. It's an after hours event. Which were priced at what? They were like a hundred dollars, right? A piece. Yeah, a- yeah. Af- after hours is more expensive than a party. It, it always has been. Because it's and limited. Exactly. So, so yeah, it's it's much more limited. It's it's later in the evening. You only get or you get less time. But again, the idea is is that they're keeping the park open specifically for a small group of people. Which, of course, back to our earlier discussion was, you know, if they're going to invite in half the people, they have to charge double the price. Well, and because if you remember, too, even when Mickey's Not So Scary was was going on, they kept extending it further out. Like Halloween was happening in August, yeah. you know, and they kept upping the capacity of those parties and people were starting to complain it was too busy. And it's like you, there's a really fine balance between too busy and too expensive. Right. So, like, it's it's tough, I think. Yeah, uh, but um, like I've I've said before, the the thing about these after hours events is that while they are very expensive, you can get more done at one of these events than you would in an entire day. Sometimes at at Disney, like it's it it's not it's not a bad thing, but it, it it's hard for people to wrap their head around that you know, well you're you're paying for less time in the park, and it's like yeah, that's true, but. You're also getting, you're getting more available to you. And, and honestly, you know, going at night to the park, um, you know, sometimes, sometimes being there in the middle of the day is just exhausting and not having to deal with, uh, you know, the sun killing you the heat. is, yeah, <laughs> yeah kind, kind of nice. Um, the, the only, the only thing that, that kind of shocked me was, um, so the, 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 was it the, October 31st is like $200 a ticket. Yeah, for which, for Halloween proper, yeah. Yeah. That, but that's I mean, the only I, time though, right? It's it's only only on Halloween, I think, right? Yeah, I mean it, it, yeah, the prices range. I, I think yeah, the closer you get to Halloween, obviously the price goes up more and more. Um the the thing is is that, you know, the, at that price, um I mean it, that's I think that's yeah, that's more than than a single day park ticket. Oh yeah, yeah. At that point. And like, and you're like paying no... for three hours, right? So Yeah. Yeah. So... I mean you don't have to have by the way, it's, it's worth noting, you don't have to have like a, a ticket, right? So like this is buying these gives you admission to the park. Like so you didn't have to have a, a park ticket that day for, for Magic Kingdom. This this is your park ticket and you can start you can go in at seven o'clock. Yeah. So so you basically got from seven till midnight, I believe it is. So yeah. So at midnight, I don't know. I don't even see anything with the hours. Yeah. So. I thought, well, I thought that because uh, after hours was, I, I thought the parks yeah. usually closed at nine and then it was like nine to midnight was the party proper, right? 
Yeah, I'll have to look and see if I because I didn't see anywhere that said the hours of what of of how late. The, oh yeah, it's it's so the event play, takes place from nine thirty to twelve thirty. So technically, you get to go in at seven, so you do get a little bit earlier. But the actual party itself is only from three uh, for for three hours from nine thirty to twelve thirty. Yeah. So so when we say the actual party, that's like the 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 um the cavalcades, the the shows yep. and stuff like that 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 are specific to the party. At so, nine p.m. to midnight on other nights. So that's it's. There's yeah. two different. In August, it's twelve thirty. It's not. It's nine thirty to twelve thirty, and then in uh, like beginning in September and through October, it's uh, nine p.m. to midnight. So, hmm. so it's almost better to go earlier. <laughs> yeah. Right. Seriously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's yeah. Like like I said, you know, the, the thing about that is we like even when we did the Halloween party, you know, getting there early means that you know you, you can't you can get a lot done. Like you, you can go and do all your rides and get your fill of that and then focus specifically on the party. But again, the, the, the problem is, is that I think a lot of people go into these parties, not prepared for like, you can't just wander around, I guess is, is the big thing at these, at these after hours events. Like you have to kind of have a plan in your head. And um, I, I said this previously about when, when they, uh, when they announced this is that, I feel it's hard that, you know, they're condensing the Halloween party into an after hours party. I feel it's hard to find that right balance of, you know, doing the shows or, and whatnot, and also doing rides and everything and feeling like you're getting your money's worth. Yeah, no. And I get that. I I just, I'm just looking at it. Like they don't have as much, right. So like, you're not doing the character meet and greets really. Right. So they've just, just, just have have the cavalcades and then they're going to have Maleficent, uh, going down the street, which is cool. Um, you know, specialty food and drinks. So this is, I feel like this is actually more geared towards going on rides, you know, and, and not cause you, I mean, I think, what did Damon say that one time that he spent like hours waiting in line for like one character to kind of like ruin the whole event for him. Right. Yeah. So like, that's not happening with this, right. It's, you just have the character cavalcades, uh, which are just, you know, going down the street at any time. So you could be walking to your next ride and just run into a character cavalcade. Right. So, and then the special food and drink and then, uh, you know, there's snacks obviously and trick or treating is still there. So, I mean, it's, it's basically, it's basically Mickey's not so scary, just modified, right? No fireworks show, no, you know, uh, full on parade, no character meeting greets. It's, it's the cavalcades, uh, the, the rides and, and really the, uh, you know, the, the special food and beverage. Yeah, but the and then you're still paying as much, if not more, than a Halloween party for oh, it. Oh, listen, I have no <laughs> desire to pay 129 dollars for this. Okay, no. like I, I'll someday do the Christmas, the, not the Christmas party, the uh, the Halloween party. Like I will do that someday, but like this doesn't really appeal to me. I mean, it, it would maybe appeal to me if I didn't have a three year old. Like if it was just my wife and I, we would maybe do it. But even then, $129 is steep, and it's just not something that we feel like we need to do, you know? And like I said, you know, even for us, you know, we, we've done, in the last couple of years, we've done the Halloween party, and we've done the Christmas party, and we've done after hours. So, so we've had a, a good experience of all three of these things. And uh, so the Halloween party was the first event that we did. And that that's where I keep going back to, if you don't have a plan, that's... I think what ruins these events and, yeah, and you have to like, and that's what happened to us with the Halloween parties that I thought I knew 
how to manage it. Or I thought that I knew how to like, Oh, you know, we're going to go watch the Sanderson sisters. Then we're going to go do this and whatever. And, and as we were doing it, like we still enjoyed ourselves, but by the end of the night we were like, Oh yeah, we never, we didn't do this or, you know, we didn't get on these rides. And we felt a little bit like, like at the end of it, we were like, well, you know, it wasn't, you know, it was fun, but it wasn't like, as good as I thought it was going to be. And part of it may have been that we were setting our expectations a little bit too high. I don't know. But then after that, we did, we did an after hours event. And when we did that, we were like, okay, this is what we're doing. Like, like we, we had a game plan beforehand. And, and then when we, when we got there, we knew like, okay, we're doing these rides first. We're going to do this stuff. And we knew that we had a limited amount of time. And and I think that was the thing that got us with, with the Halloween party is that we, you know, when you get in there and you're kind of wrapped up in the moment of it. And then all of a sudden it's like, Oh, you know, four hours have gone by and you feel like you, you didn't do anything because you like, you, you're just not thinking about it. Right. But then yeah. when we did yeah. the after, when we did the after hours and then the Christmas party, both of those, we had, you know, we kind of had that list of, you know, it wasn't like we had to see all the characters or anything, but we had very specific things that we wanted to do. And, and, and as long as we, we got those things done, we felt that it was a success. So I I think that's the big thing with this. Like, like we were saying, you know, three hours is not really a lot of time, but if you go into, if you are going to do one of these events, you have to absolutely, you know, have a game plan for it because, um, you know, just walking in the, the, it's not like going to Disney on any other day where you, you know, you you walk in the door and you're like, Oh, you know, maybe I'll go this way. Maybe I'll, you know, yeah, I'll, I'll see where the, where the Disney winds take me. You don't want to be as right? spontaneous with it. Like you paid for yeah. a very short time window. So you really got to make the best of use of it. Yeah, exactly. So, All right. yeah. And again, I, I still, We'll see how booked yeah. up these things actually get. <laughs> I, the one thing I liked about yeah. this that I was interested by, but this is not specific to the the, the Halloween party, by the way. So, because um, Main Street USA is going to receive special fall decorations to coincide with the 50th anniversary. So, uh, Walt Disney Imagineering um, basically is creating a look to blend in with the uh, iridescent uh, colors. Uh, they're saying a special pumpkin coach decorations. So, that's pretty cool. Like, I like that they're doing different decorations mm-hmm. this year for the 50th. That's cool. Yeah, not just, you know, I, I I like the fall and the winter decorations, but yeah, they need to do something special this yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, different. Yeah. Different and special. Exactly. Okay, um, so this next item you had on here was the, uh, um, I guess, Tusker House is opening again? Yeah, it's coming back. Yeah. 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 Oh, I've never eaten uh, there, actually. I'm trying to think. No, we didn't. No, we ate at Yak and Yeti. We didn't eat at Tusker House, so... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I I put this on there more as like you know things are getting back to normal kind of thing, you know, and and this is cool that you know one of the character options is coming back and one of the character dining yeah. things is coming back, uh, and you know they're doing it. it. It used to be a buffet, and now they're doing the the same kind of thing where they're doing family style. So yeah, I, I think um, you know as much as we all love the buffets, I I get the feeling that. Family style, I, I gotta, to say. <laughs> yeah, I I gotta wonder if if it you know if this will be just a change in that kind of 
dining overall because yeah. you know you know the the whole buffet thing I, I don't know about you but I remember like back in the 90s buffets were everywhere yeah 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 and and it feels like the you know Disney doing buffets was a bit of a remnant of that which you know I I definitely enjoyed you know it's it's nice sure sure it, it's nice you know going and <laughs> loading up your plate and then you know not her not feeling like you ha- you're missing out on anything, right? Like you, yeah, you yeah, yeah. Everything that you want, um, but I also get why the the family style stuff definitely makes more sense right now with the you know the current global climate and everything, so to speak. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I I do hope that that there is like, yeah, I do hope that some of these do go back to buffets eventually. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I don't, th- I don't know if I really care that much either way, because like I feel like I've done a lot of family style, and family style is fine. Like, because yeah, we- most of those restaurants. I mean, if it's family style, usually you can get more of something if you want more of something, right? So it's, it's basically like a buffet. It's just a buffet with a waiter, <laughs> like, right? Right. I, I guess my only thing is that, uh, like, I, I've done, I do family style at uh, Garden Grill is a family style, and and it's yeah, definitely yeah. one of our favorites, but, um. I sometimes feel that the options are a little more limited at a family style. Like they, there's not, yeah, yeah. or when I, when I think of, of the, like going to crystal palace to the buffet there, there's, there's far more options there than there is at garden grill. Yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah. So you're a little more limited in your options when you have the family style as opposed to, cause they're not going to bring out a million different things. Right. Yeah. So I, I get exactly. what you're saying. That makes sense. Yeah. So I, I do hope some of these go back to buffet at some point. Yeah, maybe we'll have to see. Yeah. And I I guess they're also not like, it's going to be the distanced characters still. Correct. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think it seems like the characters are just kind of like walking by your table essentially. Yeah. Which again, it's still not quite what I want. (laughs) Yeah. I get (laughs) that. I get that. But that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. If I were if I were smart and sometimes I am, uh, I would have put this club level thing further up to coincide with our whole club level conversation. <laughs> yeah, we we could have actually you know dovetailed that into one of the the listener questions. So, um, or do you want to go yeah, through the details I mean, on this? Yeah, I don't even think we need to go through details. I, I think this is just an interesting item. Is that all the the club levels uh, are coming back? So the, all the club. You know, the club level rooms have been there, but they haven't had the actual, like, the lounges. So the lounges are coming back this year uh, and, and starting in September. And, the, you know, it's different. Like, Grand Floridians in September, Boardwalk September, Contemporary September. Wilderness Lodge is not till December, and Coronado Springs is not till December. Uh, so it, it's not for a while yet uh, for, for, for a lot of these. But, I, I th- again, it's another sign of getting back to normal. Like, I don't, I don't think there's a lot of conversation we can have about this because we literally just talked about club level stuff for, like, a while. But uh, it's it's good to, to see some of this stuff coming back. And, and you know, I, I don't know why anybody would book club level without the lounge piece. Imagine doing that, Trevor. Like, if you just decided to yeah. book club level and for, but like, what are you for getting? For no benefits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what are you, like, yeah. what are you doing? Like, because, uh, yeah. I, I mean, were, were people getting were people still having to pay the club level rate even without that benefit? I don't, I don't know. That's a question I don't know the answer to actually. Hmm. Yeah. That, that's a good question. One thing, just looking at this list, I, I, I'm not seeing any rhyme or reason to why they picked the resource that they did. So, so, you know, Grand Floridian and Boardwalk or, or sorry, no, Grand Floridian and Contemporary are both near um, Magic Kingdom. And then Boardwalk is over by Epcot. And those are all opening in September. 
and then Wilderness Lodge, which is in between those uh, those two, or between Magic Kingdom and Epcot, and then Coronado Springs, which is also near Epcot, are not opening until December. Well, the like resort that. itself is not open. Like, so Wilderness Lodge itself is closed still. Right. Oh, okay. So that, well, and that could open. be. I don't know when their what their reopen date is off the top of my head, but uh, yeah, I, Wilderness Lodge by itself is still closed. Oh, I, I for some reason I thought it was open, but I guess it, it's just DVC right now. Is yeah, Wilderness Lodge opens actually today. Actually, as we're speaking, Wilderness Lodge opens today. <laughs> okay, so so yeah. so my point stands is that the you know the opening a couple of them in September and then and then other ones in December seems. I don't know. Like it, it, I, I, I don't understand the rhyme or reason behind it. Oh, wait a second. This is, I'm on Disney's website. I, it, I think, I think this is saying that it's, uh, that I don't know if it's saying that it's reopened or not. It says Disney resorts scheduled to reopen and currently accepting reservations. We plan to open the following Disney resorts. Okay. Yeah. So, so technically wilderness lodge reopens today. Um, and I believe they open with mm-hmm. refurbished rooms too. And then Polynesian is late July, uh, Boardwalk is early July. So those are opening soon. Yeah, but it, it is weird that they're waiting that long. Yeah, maybe they just I mean, don't expect the demand to be there to make it worth it. Maybe, or it could be, uh, it could be a staffing thing. Yeah, it could be that. It, too. it could be, yeah. you know, they're 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 thinking about you know getting people back up to speed and instead of i Retraining i guess that's that, yeah. yeah i guess that's to be fair is you know maybe they 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 kind of went based on the spread of you know you've got a couple of resorts near magic kingdom and a couple of resorts near epcot which you know for people staying club level that that you know they they're probably playing to the most desired resorts for club level i would guess yeah probably yeah i i think you're probably I guess, right because I, I guess if you're staying club level, you're probably wanting to stay at the Grand Floridian or Contemporary. <laughs> yeah, that, that would make sense. Yeah. yeah, that would make sense. All right, well, why don't we go ahead and uh, wrap this thing up? I think yeah. we've, uh, I think we covered everything today. Yeah, I think so. All right, so um, as usual, if you guys want to reach us, make sure you uh, send us an email at welcomehomepodcast at gmail dot com. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. We love. Uh, um, you know, you, you guys send us great questions. We get trip reports, all that kinds of stuff. So keep it coming guys. Cause that's, you know, I, I think that's a lot of what keeps us doing this is that, that it's become a community. It's become something where it's not just us talking about our things, but we're also able to share stuff that you guys are doing. So, uh, make sure you reach out to us. Um, also if, uh, if you want to find us on Facebook, you can find us as welcome home podcast, there is also the uh, the Facebook group, which is Welcome Home Disney Waitlist. Uh, I want to actually do a quick shout out to Jeff in the sp- in the Facebook group. Uh, he's been posting some of his uh, um, trip report, including yeah. a pretty cool Disney Bound. That uh, um, those are great I, masks. I really, the the yeah, I, Chippendale I, masks are great. Exactly. Yeah, the, I I I thought that was really cool. And then he also yeah. posted him listening to the music in uh, the uh, the Jungle Cruise. Q, which uh, I thought was really nice. <laughs> I also, I, I feel for Jeff too. I meant to post on this too, where, where he was saying that he was ready and nobody else was like, oh man, my one vacation where it was like the big family vacation, like my parents took like an hour and a half to get ready. And I'm like, you're killing me. God. Like everybody's been ready for an hour. We need to go. Like you're like standing in the hallway, like, yeah. come on, <laughs> literally standing in the hallway. We're going to an amusement yeah. park. We don't need to, you know, look like we're going to a five-star dinner. Come on, get out of here. Let's yeah. go. <laughs> yeah. 
Anyway. Yeah. So, so yeah, as I said, you know, you know, um, not, not just Jeff, you know, you know, all you guys who post in the Facebook group, you know, it's, it, it's super awesome to see that kind of stuff. It honestly makes my week better, you know, seeing you guys share stuff too, as much as we share our own stuff. So keep it coming in the Facebook group. If you haven't joined the Facebook group, make sure you look for it. Like I said, it's the welcome home Disney waitlist. Um, also you can follow our YouTube channels and Instagram. Uh, YouTube is welcome home podcast and Instagram is welcome home picks. Uh, those are, um, those are great platforms for when we are able to get to the parks, you'll be able to, um, you know, we'll post videos, we'll post Instagram and, uh, you guys will be able to get updates from us in the parks as, as we're doing that. Um, also, uh, as we mentioned earlier, we have our regular store, which is store.welcomehomepodcast.com. You can find mugs and t-shirts and um, stuff like that with the Welcome Home Podcast logo. And also, as we mentioned at the top of the episode, we are still working on the uh, Haunted River Country shirt. So hopefully we'll have some info for you guys on that in the next uh, coming weeks. Yeah, sometime soon here. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it is coming, guys. I know. I know some people are. You know, we're really excited to to share it with you guys. But uh, um, just please be patient, and we'll we'll have it out to you as soon as possible. And last but not least, if you guys uh, found us on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere where you can leave us a review, please do leave us a review. We we do see those, and uh, we like to read the reviews and get some constructive feedback. Uh, obviously five stars are better than one stars but if you feel the need to leave us a one star we we totally understand um just don't post random stuff that doesn't make sense with the one star and uh don't forget to subscribe to welcome home podcast so you can be reminded every time we release a new episode you can find our podcast on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, amazon music TuneIn, stitcher spotify just about any place you can find podcasts uh just look for us look for the one that says welcome home just a reminder to our listeners welcome home podcast is for entertainment only we are not employed by the Walt disney company and as such any and all opinions expressed on the show are our own so please consult your dvc representative for more information or a disney cast member for more information about anything we talked about today huge thank you to our sponsors dvc resale market and Nera for sponsoring this episode. Uh, join us next time for more Disney Parks discussion. Of course, more DVC talk. We hope to see you all real soon. This is Skipper Albert Awal, the voice of the jungle, signing off from Welcome Home Podcast on the DVC. When we hit a chair, how she can cuddle is no man's affair. I looked around from pole to pole, found her in a sugar bowl. 